Hey friends, can't wait till Wednesdays to get your Modern Mamas fix. Join us on Patreon. You can choose your tier and when you subscribe, you'll get bonus content, early access to retreat, first peeks at new swag, plus shout outs and even real time monthly virtual hangs with us. Visit patreon.com forward slash modern mamas podcast to check it out and support the podcast. It truly means the world to us. We are so grateful for you and for this community. I love mama. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Modern Mamas podcast. We are two modern mamas here to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, open minds, and joy, no matter your journey or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder and Indy Bow. I love outdoor adventure, good food, especially sourdough, and mindful movement. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology, Enneagram coach, and mama to Bear and Camille. I'm passionate about helping people become the best versions of themselves. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Hello and welcome to an actual topical episode. <laughs> I really had to talk myself out of not just jumping into ketchup. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. <laughs> if we have time at the end, which we never do, we'll give some updates. Otherwise, you can look forward with anticipation to next week's regular schmegular catch-up. That said, this isn't a catch-up item. This is a very important business item. The retreat is filling up. There will be a deadline for when you have to register by. So if you're listening to this and you've been like on the fence or unsure, go to our website, click on the link, snag your spot. We just are coming fresh off the heels of a team meeting, talking all about it. I don't know if many of you knew this, but I lived in Santa Cruz for two years. That's where Evie was born. And I got to like handpick the best restaurants and pastries and coffee and drinks. And I am so excited and I just want to see you there. So go get your spot. And stay tuned on social media too. We're going to be offering kind of like a fun, bring a friend situation, maybe a little bit of a discount. So if you haven't already seen that, go to our Instagram, check it out, grab a friend, grab your spots, come enjoy a weekend of self-care and solidarity and fun with friends. Yes, please. Boom. Boom. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, I, we're just now booking our flights. So you've still got time to book flights. You've still got time to book lodging and all of that. So don't talk yourself out of this. If you're thinking about it and you're like, fill it in your stomach and you're like, oh, I really want to go. Then that's, let that be like a sign for you. Come. Yeah. What hang. four retreats in and we've never had anyone disappointed that they showed up, even if <laughs> they, they had a lot us. of anxiety. <laughs> hey, if folks are leaving in tears on that last day about, and like gushing about how much of an impact it's had on their, like, not just their weekend, but their motherhood existence. And I'm not saying that to like, Oh, look how great we are. It's not us. It's the coming together of, of mothers in a season. That's just, it can be so hard, especially with the past couple of years, you know, and whether you know it or not, you need this. I know I do. And there's times I'm like, I've got so much going on, you know, but really it's like, this is the kind of thing that we are all worthy of and that we haven't gotten enough of. There's been just so much isolation and so much, uh, it's been hard. So we see you and we want to, we want to actually see you. Yes. So come hang out, please, please, please. Beautiful. We'll see you there. 
<laughs> All right. So today, okay, we, we've got this, we've, we've mentioned this a couple of times and the topic is essentially working and motherhood. And we got a question from a listener who was like, basically wants to talk about working in motherhood and how we have like balanced, you know, the fact that like, Hey, we've got to make money and pay bills with also the fact that like, we're very passionate about things that may not necessarily translate right away to like bill paying jobs, but like our hope, you know, I think the hope is always that, well, maybe not for everyone, but like when you are leaving like maybe a traditional nine to five or, and pursuing quote unquote, your passion, your hope is that it will be able to sustain you right? Like in some way, shape or form, whether that's financially or energetically or emotionally and all of that. So I'm kind of excited to talk about it. Now, like I do want to throw out there, like, I don't feel that there's a one size fits all. Like I'm going to, I don't think Laura and I are going to like tell you, here's what you should do if you want to like, pursue your passion and still make money. Like I, I think really what what I'm going to do is just share my own story. And then I'm not sure how Laura's going to tackle it, but I'm sure she's going to have her unique spin on it. Do you want to go first? I don't know what yeah, Indy's situation Indy's is. Not, I don't even want to say it. She's schmeeping. <laughs> <laughs> and so just in case I can kind of touch on it. So basically the, the question was in so many words, basically this listener wants to know how we balance quote unquote, you know, that I believe that balance is bullshit motherhood and money and pursuing passion is the way that I read the question. And so that for me has looked so different over the course of the past, gosh, five plus years. So wild that it is like, oh my God. Anyways, just had like an existential moment of doing it and it's ebbed and flowed and there's been cycles as there are in life. And, and there are times, and I'll just say this up front, when I have been like full speed ahead, all I want to do is grow my own business. I want to be an entrepreneur and, and hustle and et cetera, et cetera. And there's been times when I'm like, I want to quit all of that and just have a job where I answer to someone. I do my work. I get paid the same amount every month. I have benefits. And then I can just, it's so much easier to compartmentalize a job, job and motherhood, in my opinion, per, for me being an entrepreneur and having my own business and, and being a mom, especially with the nature of my work where like so much of what I do is actually sharing our life and our experiences and our travels and our food and our supplements and our skincare and our recipes that the lines sometimes get way too blurred where I have my phone out way more than I should or want to taking pictures of, you know, because like our day to day is what I'm sharing. And so, and that's not how my business started. It started more as like nutrition nutrition consulting, you know, and it's just changed so much over the years. And I am so grateful for my job, but there's also times when it's been really hard. And there's a time when I got a job job and I was like, I got that. I was working. I'll just, I w got a job with dry farm wine. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to totally cut back on my business, but I couldn't, I couldn't detach myself because I, I worked so hard and I'm so passionate about it. So I stopped that. And I went back to my stuff all time. And now I'm in kind of a season again of a cyclically, you know, where I've got two babies now. And I got this job with CrossFit when I was in my like final months of pregnancy with Indy. And I feel like for the first time I am able to do both and, and I'm going to naturally let it see, let kind of see how things transition. So I feel like I am in this place where over the past five years, I have literally done all three of these things. I have been a mom. I am a mom. 
I am pursuing my own business, but finding a sustainable pace there and also like curbing my enthusiasm, you know, and, and not my enthusiasm, but like my expectations in that regard of like my business and my passion. And then also pursuing a career ideally right now it's part-time contractor, but hopefully, you know, I do have aspirations of working for them full-time and the beautiful nature of this. And what I believe that I did actually manifest over the course of the past five years and speaking out to the universe, like what, what I want over and over again and having conversations with Rusty and having conversations with people within CrossFit that I right now do feel like this is as close as I will get to balancing all three. And that never means that I have all three in balance at one time, but it means that I do, I have all three of those things. And given the current scenario, I wish you could see me right now. I am like gesticulating with my hands. I feel like I'm, I'm looking at a big like whiteboard and like, and trying to compartmentalize this as I speak. But for the first time in my motherhood journey, I have the three of those things there, you know, motherhood will always be like the, the most important, the most, like there's the most just weight behind that for me. But then the other two are there as well. And they're bringing in, you know, kind of the, my own entrepreneurial situation is bringing in less than it has in the past five years, in the past four years. And I'm okay with that because the CrossFit's there to buffer it. And the, the CrossFit job is there to offer that more like, you know, sustainable, secure income where I know if I work this many hours, I get this amount of money, you know, and that's not always the case with a job that's just, a, that's not just, but the job that we pursue for passion, an entrepreneurial kind of situation, especially given the past two years with the pandemic and, you know, the economy and all of that, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily equate if I work so many hours in a week, I'm not going to see this specific amount of money come in as a result, at least not in the acute, at least not in that month. I'll see that pay off down the road. Like right now I'm putting a bunch of time into creating recipes for my holiday book, which I've lovingly decided to title festive and fermented trademark. <laughs> I'm really Sweet. excited about it. <laughs> um, it's going to be like, you know, a, a, under the sourdough sisterhood umbrella, but, and I'm not going to see any income from that for a while. And to be totally honest with you, most of what comes in from my Etsy shop for sourdough stuff, which is truly like a deep passion project of mine, I, I have to put most of that money back in to either helping. So Mallory, many of you know, helps me with the shipping stuff. And so like I'm paying her, I'm reordering stock, like I, very little. I pocket very, very little of that, but I love it. Right. And then, you know, with the economy and everything, like beauty counters pulled way back. Just a, a, That's just the way of it. You know, people aren't spending as much on those like bonus things. And it's just, it's, it's the nature of that kind of work, but I love it and I'm passionate about it. And so it fills my cup and I, and the messages that I get on Instagram, when I like share our travels or I share our food and my recipes and whatnot, people are grateful. And if it ever got to the point where my passion project work, the radical root stuff was bringing negative energy into my life. If people, if I start getting trolls or people who I feel like my kids are unsafe or anything like that, you know, it would be something that I would pull the plug because it's not anymore the like backbone financially for my family, which in some ways is a bit of, sorry, my dog's shaking her head and her collars making jingles in some ways, a bit of a relief. And I, it's weird to even say that. And I'm clearly processing some of this as I go, because for so long, like the whole time we lived in the van, namely beauty counter, but radical roots as a whole was like the entirety of our income when Rusty stopped getting seminars because of some shifts within CrossFit. And so 
to have that shifting now. And Rusty has a full-time job and I have this work with CrossFit. It's like the passion now can return to being like 70% passion and 30% focus on income, you know? And so it's not something I ever want to give up. And it's ebbed and flowed based on like where my passions are. And I'm sure I could be making more money. I'm sure I could be monetizing this in more practical, intelligent ways, especially like my website. You know, I, I put so much energy into recipes and all that. And I just, I'm realizing that I'm, I'm a passion person, but I'm not like a, when it comes to entrepreneurship, my brain doesn't work in like the, the logistical ways of like how to monetize. I'm not like super business minded. I'm very like Enneagram seven minded. <laughs> and so, yeah, anyways, there, those are just some thoughts. Like I'm sure there's things that I could do when I don't have an infant and, and we've moved and we have my mother-in-law's help and we're settled that maybe I can monetize my stuff more. And I plan to, it's on my radar, but having the quote unquote balance now of having no matter what, like I, I'm fortunate too that I am very passionate about fitness and the role that I'm in within CrossFit. I, I do get to like fill that passion cup too. I love my team. I love workouts and programming and content writing and editing and all of that. So I do feel like, again, manifested this position and I'm kind of just growing into it, but that's kind of where I'm at right now in terms of the, the quote unquote balance and having all three. And it, it's not perfect. And there are days when I, at the end of the day, I like lay down and I'm like, man, I didn't, I didn't pour enough into the motherhood cup today. Or man, like I, there's a laundry list of things I need to get done for CrossFit. I don't have to wake up at four and take care of those. Or shoot, I have, you know, a, a bunch of DMs that I need to get to for the radical root stuff. Or like, I've got some messages coming in an Etsy or what, whatever the case may be. It's very rare that I fall asleep at the end of the night and I'm like... <laughs> man, I, I filled all these cups. I did great today. And it's always the most disappointing for me when it's the motherhood bucket that I didn't, that it's a little bit lower, you know? And so just remembering that and, and through it all, that's the bucket that means the most to me. And sometimes that's the bucket that's the hardest to focus on when there's, my brain is just going nonstop. And I've got this list of to-dos and it's like, the kids aren't, I don't put spend time with Evie and Indy on my to-do list because I don't want it to become to that point. And that's not a judgment if that's on your list. I think that's incredible, but you know, just, just trying to slow down and remember that that's my top, top priority. And then the other two buckets, they'll be there. And if it means I stay up a little bit later after the girls go to bed, or if it means I wake up extra early and hope that Indy stays asleep. I recorded a podcast yesterday. I got to be a guest on the thousand hours outside podcast. And the only time I could do it was 5am. So I was up at four you know, flow, coffee, morning routine, recorded this podcast. She woke up the last 10 minutes. I had to like run in with my computer and get her so she didn't climb off the bed. And I was just laughing. I'm like, this is my life right now. And you know, the only thing I would change is more income. <laughs> we <did> it all. <laughs> Some way, shape or form. <laughs> it's like the biggest stress. And so I get, I think I understand the nature of this question in that like, if we could all just kind of get rid of the the money piece, like the, the income, right? And have that not be a stress in our lives, like how a different life could look. But it's just the reality is having to balance it all. And for me, that does mean like having some very clear conversations with Evie around, you know, like, okay, I have to sit here and look at my computer for the next 20 minutes, even though your sister's napping. And like, I would love to just spend this time with you. This is my window. I have to work. And it's hard. There's been moments this summer where it's just been hard because it's like, and helping her understand that, you know, we just took this trip or like, you know, we have dinner on the table every night and I don't want her to feel 
I don't, I'm trying to find the balance of like not finding, not creating stress for her around money, but also helping her understand like why I have to look at my computer. And it's not that I'm choosing it over her, but a lot of it comes down to just having an income and having money to do the things that we need and want to do. So, you know, I think when it comes to the motherhood bucket, what I try and tell myself on the days when Callie, go lay down. You're so click clacky. Go to your bed. Go on. On the days when I feel like the motherhood bucket is lower than I'd like it to be, help my dog lay down because she gets so weird. It's so funny. So aside here, my dog, the white one, is she's a little anxiety prone, and she she like acts so weird when I'm talking to nobody in her mind. If I'm by myself in a room, she's and I'm like, talking, who is she talking to? Where is this she person? Does, she'll literally like pace. If I'm like filming a story on Instagram or like open, doing like a package opening, she always gets up and starts to walk around and there's always click clacks in the background. You stay there. I love you. You're so weird. Yes. You're a good girl. You stay. Anyways, what I try to remind myself is on the days when, where was it? Where was I going with that? The days when the motherhood bucket is not as full as I want it to be that at least they're seeing me pour into something that matters. And I just, as long as there are fewer, significantly fewer of those days than the others, you know, it's, they know that I'm not perfect. I talk to them about it. I try to, especially Evie at the end of the night, you know? So yeah, I don't have, if, if the question is like, how do you do it? Give me your secrets. I don't have a secret. I'm doing what works for me and my family and my kids in this season and it will change. But that's kind of, I guess for now, I'm going to let you talk for a while so I can take a deep breath and I'm sure I'll have more to add, but that's kind of where I'm at in this season, I suppose. Hey friends, Laura here, popping in real quick to talk about Paleo Valley. Should come as no surprise that I love this company. I've been using them since well before Evie was born and now all the way through motherhood, travel, second pregnancy, Indy's birth and beyond. And today I wanna talk specifically about the organ complex. I have found that this product has been the single most beneficial supplement for my postpartum experience. It's helped with recovery, it's helped nourish me deeply. There, in my opinion, is no stronger superfood than grass-fed organs. And this pill makes them easy to take, palatable, and simple to get that deep, deep nourishment. You can save 15% off any Paleo Valley order with code modernmamas at checkout or simply go to paleovalley.com slash modernmamas. Happy nourishing. I love that. I love kind of hearing your perspective on that. And also a side note over here, I feel like we mentioned we have some ca caveat every time we're recording, but if you've been following along on Instagram, we have had, we haven't had AC for like Oh, I don't know. I don't even know how long at it this makes point. it all harder. It makes it so hard. But finally, today, they're they're installing the AC unit. So they're just literally like back and forth through the house. So if you're hearing like door slams or like loud men talking or any of that, it's just, you know, thankfully, it is our air conditioner getting fixed and installed. It's not getting fixed. We had to get a whole new unit, which is a stressor in and of itself. But praise be, it will be hopefully by the end of this podcast recording maybe i'll have some cool air flowing through this biatch but it's crazy because we so the temps have been like 80 plus in the house and the first i want to say like the first five days i was miserable i was like literally like sweating and just so unhappy because it's it's hot it's hot here right now still and finally i don't know I, like five days in like our body started to adjust the kids were like i like it better this way <laughs> They're like, we don't want the air conditioner back on. And like, 
yeah. Well, it came on yesterday because we had people come by to like kind of check it out and quote us. And someone had like got it to got it to kick on for I don't know for like a couple hours, and it was like seventy eight in here. I was shivering. I was talking to our friend Melissa on Vox, and I was like, like I can't. I like couldn't have a conversation with her. That's like me when we walked into the Airbnb in Austin, and I'm like, turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) I can't handle fake cold air. Now I know I could handle it. Maybe. I mean, our bodies just adapt. It's so crazy. I I like it's just wild. So, anyways. Just if you hear anything over here, that's what's that's the commotion that's happening today. But just to kind of backpedal, you know, I, I share a lot of your like sentiments around working and motherhood and like the balance of it, the quote unquote balance of it all. But like my perspective, what I'd like to do is just kind of talk about my path and kind of how that that initially started, because and I don't know what this person what their passion is. And maybe it's like something to do with social media. Maybe it's they want to start a blog or sell a product or join a beauty counter or some other network marketing company. Or maybe it's totally unrelated to that. And maybe they want to like, I don't know, open a clothing, like a real in-person business. I think kind of regardless of what that that path is, I think, okay, so let's let's rewind it back. I When did I start? It was when I was pregnant with... Cammy, Cammy, yes. When I was pregnant with Cammy, so over over six years ago, I got this itch. I was working a, like a quote unquote regular job. It was more than a nine to five. It was like a seven thirty a.m. to like six job. And um, we worked in a clinic. We saw patients, so it was very much a very like rigid schedule where my time was not my own in any way, shape, or form. I was underpaid in a lot of ways and. We had Bear and Tim and I were, were both kind of like struggling professionally just to figure out what we wanted to do. We're making ends meet, but we weren't living our best life. We were barely getting any time together as a family, barely seeing Bear before, you know, he, we would wake up, take him in because we'd have to drop him off super early and he'd be like the last kid to get picked up. And I was pregnant with Cammy, and I was thinking like, this is just not what I want our family unit, like our experience together to be like. And we were exhausted, like Tim and I were just exhausted on the weekends and, you know, like the weekends were nice because we could truly unplug. But at the same time, it was like at the Sunday scaries was like a very real thing. It was like, oh, my God, we got to go back to like the the office on Monday. And it was around that time where I was like sharing a lot of just like phone snaps of my food on Facebook back in the day because Facebook was more popular than Instagram at that point. And you know, my friends and family were like, your food looks so good. Like, do you have a recipe? And I was like, I don't have a recipe, but I should, I should write this down. I should start a blog. So, you know, during that sec- that pregnancy with Cami, I started my, my first blog, Paleo-ish. There's been since, since then many iterations of this kind of online presence, but it was purely food. It was all paleo. And I picked up, you know, I had always loved photography, but like, really had done more like outdoor like landscape stuff picked up my camera and started like taking photographs of food with a dslr and tim helped me back then too with my website he's still helping me to this day with my websites and it was one of those things where i was working on it like every weekend during nap time and like at night i would like write the blog posts you know once bear went to bed and so it was one of those things i was like i don't know if this is going to go anywhere but it is a passion project. So at that juncture, and for a very, 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 very long time, I was doing this completely on the side 
for no income whatsoever, just as a, a fun thing to kind of see what would happen. And fast forward, gosh, I had moved up in the company that we were working for, which was also a blessing and offered more flexibility, better pay, more hours with like the family once Cammy came along. It was around then, like right after Cammy was born, we got connected, Laura. And it was like one of those things where it was like, okay, I've transitioned my current job to allow for more time for my family, like that motherhood bucket, and potentially more time to kind of pursue and grow this passion. So let's start a podcast. So we started our podcast. And around that same time, Beauty Counter kind of came into my life. And I'm a firm believer that like opportunities present themselves when you're ready, when you need them, when the time, like, I just believe in in timing, like divine timing. I do. The universe has got your back, whatever you want to want to call it. And it was like, okay, I'm kind of stepping through all these opportunities, not really knowing what will come of it. And things are presenting themselves that are allowing me to kind of get closer to where I wanted to be with this quote unquote passion project. And so again, it was another like two to three years of like doing the podcast in the margins of my full-time job. It was like, when can I record a podcast? It's like, I've got 30 minutes of lunch at my full-time job. Let's hop on let's record. And then at night I'm like, up, you know, and back then I was like editing all the podcasts. I mean, it was, I don't even know. Honestly, Laura, I'm like, how did, how did we make this work? How did I make this work? But I was editing all the podcasts. I was, you know, uploading them and finding time to record and working a full-time job. And also I feel like I was able to be really present because again, I wasn't relying on like I was very much invested in the motherhood journey, like the motherhood like season that was in front of me and the passion project that I had because kind of like you mentioned, Laura, like I wasn't really relying on it for income. It was great extra income. It was wonderful, especially as Beauty Counter started to grow. It was really, really impactful for our family, but I also had this like safe, secure, full-time job. And then there came kind of Again, just through saying yes to different opportunities, to saying yes to meeting different people, there came an opportunity for me to leave my full-time job and pursue an even more flexible. I was still going to work for somebody else. I was going to work for Cassie, my mentor at Fed and, uh, my beauty counter mentor. I was going to work for her at Fed and Fit. I mean, it wasn't quite full-time, but it was an opportunity to be even more flexible, to have more control over my time, which is what I think a lot of people who are interested in potentially like entrepreneurship or like leaving the traditional workforce. I think one of the draws is flexibility, right? Because we want more control over how we spend our time and who we spend it with and what we're doing. And so I said yes to that. And it allowed in that year, it allowed me to grow my beauty counter business like I'd never grown it before because I was really, I had this comfort of this stable income and then this extra hours during the day to pour into it. Now, all that to say is like I had childcare, right? And so your situation, everyone's situation is so different. Like you may or may not be juggling, like if you decide to step into quote unquote, like entrepreneurship, you may be stepping into it more like Laura's situation where you're the primary caregiver and there's not a lot of childcare assistance. And maybe that's a whole other thing that you have to balance, or maybe your kids are in school. And so you really get to kind of utilize your whole working time to like pour into whatever you need to. And then that's going to allow you a little bit more time to be like, there's, there's more separation between like 
the, I think the moments during our day when we're like working and when we're not working, when we have that time. And on that note, I'm just going to add, like, this is the first time in, in my motherhood working journey where I haven't had a rusty around a ton. When Evie was little, he was working seminars on the weekend and then just coaching CrossFit during the week. And so he'd be gone for like an hour class, come home. We lived across the street. So this is very new, like him being in the basement all day working a nine to five, but it's, it is flexible. So when I really need them, if I've got a meeting like for CrossFit, he can come up and like be on, he can do some help with drop off and whatnot. But like, this is the first season. So it's been since the end of February. And right now it's the start of September where it's been like, whoa. <laughs> and I've had to, and that's like circling back to when I said, you know, my business is making less than it ever has really since it's really been a thing. And that's, that's why, I mean, I just, I don't have the space and it's all cyclical. So I just thought I'd add that in. Like if, if that's you and you're trying to do it all coming back to the like <laughs> expectations, just managing expectations and giving yourself grace and knowing that like little bits every day, you know, I keep looking to the long run. Like there is so much, still so much space for growth, but right now this is where it is. And sometimes just maintenance is, is everything or just like tiny little steps in the right direction. I posted a thing on Instagram yesterday. I think that like, like think about all the things you have right now that used to be things you wanted. It was much more, you know, beautifully stated than that. But, and I, I have to remind myself, remind myself of that, you know, like a year, two years ago, this like great Etsy shop. Would I ever think that I would have that, you know, indie? Did I know that we were going to have a second? Like, there's just so many things that I wanted so desperately that I have now. It's okay to sit in it for a little bit. So, okay. That's my. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And you know, just as a, an aside, something that you said kind of sparked like an insight for me is that like the thing about stepping into like your passion or entrepreneurship in that way is I think that there's this like carrot that has been dangled towards all of us that like start this business and make it passive and then you'll just be free to do whatever you want to do and you'll just be making all this money. And while I do think there are businesses like that that exist... What I have seen reflected in my own life is that whether it's a business or your relationship or, you know, a friendship, your parent-child relationship, whatever you're giving attention to is going to be flourishing, right? Like, I, I've i always thought, like, okay, I can stop. I can stop working so hard on X, Y, Z, and, like, it's already going. Like, when I stop really paying attention to that like it shows and maybe it's not necessarily like, I, I don't want to say not paying attention to it in like a negative way. When I'm unable to really give it the attention that I think that it may, might need, then it usually is reflected in the outcome. And the same goes for a relationship. When I'm, when I'm unable to give a friendship, the attention that I would like to give it to, sometimes it suffers, you know, depending on the relationship, my relationship with Tim, if I'm unable to give it attention and love and, you know, all of that, it's going to show in little and big ways. And so I just think like, I'm coming to terms with the fact that like, I don't really have yet a business that's like a passive entity. So I, I think, you know, whoever this person is, or if you're out there thinking like, I'm just going to do this thing and like, I'm not going to have to work or anything. It's, it's still a job, right? Like, you still kind of talk, you have to talk about sourdough. The only like, things that are passive in that way are the businesses that sell courses on being passive in that way. 
right. I mean, correct it, correct us, please. If you're like, no, I'm fully passive. Like I get to vacation in the Bahamas. And some of that is luck. Like that family, what are the traveling family? They're just the, the bucket list three, family. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. You know, and so it timing. Yeah. Luck. It's timing. Yeah. yeah. It's really like they got in so early and they're wonderful. Like I, they seem wonderful, you know, and there's a reason why they're successful, but yeah, like a lot of it is hard work meets timing meets, you know, f- like the universe and like Chance. Cool. manifestation. I believe like if it's something you really, really want, but it doesn't just happen overnight. And I believe like if I were to have manifested and like, and sometimes manifestation is just setting an intention and then actually following through with your action. I mean, that's really what it is. Right. If I was like, I'm going to make radical roots super passive. It would have required a lot of like education on my part <laughs> to learn how to do all that stuff. And I, there's still time for that. But right now I'm putting in the legwork of growing a community that's authentic and real and not just like, cause to me passive, and this is going to be a total side note and tangent, but like passive would mean that I'm not engaged with my community. And I feel like the nature of the work that you and I both do, it requires engagement. And I like that engagement. It's, it's helped trying to transform my motherhood journey or speak to my motherhood journey, you know, add to it in so many ways, just having the solidarity and this podcast, like imagine if it was passive. I just, it's, it's not, I don't think that's a path that you and I have chose with the work that we decided to go into. And the beauty counter stuff can be like relatively passive. You grow a big team, everyone's working. You still have to put in some You still have though. to work, You still right? have to work, yeah. Have you heard of Foria? It's a company that is loved far and wide by folks who've had their sex lives transformed by these holistic, powerful products. And now I see why. They've been especially wonderful through this postpartum period for me when a little extra lubrication is key. Rusty and I have used the Intimacy Sex Oil with CBD and it's the perfect lube to provide all natural moisture with 400 milligrams of broad spectrum CBD to enhance arousal, soothe and excite. We also love the Awaken Arousal Oil. And of course, all four of your products are free of added chemicals and only made from two organically grown ingredients. And you know what's sexy? discomfort-free, top-notch, pleasurable intimacy. I want to be totally honest, being married 10 years plus two kids later, sex and intimacy has definitely seen its ups and downs for us, but there's no shame in exploring different ways and products that enhance our sexual experiences, which is why we're so excited to announce we're partnering with Foria, a company using all natural and plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure and relieve discomfort. We are all about the Awaken Arousal Oil with CBD, which is a topical oil to enhance pleasure, discomfort and help increase sensitivity for people with vulvas that's me you can use it solo or with a partner and it is next level sexy time has definitely leveled up over here plus cbd used topically helps increase blood flow relax muscles and ease tension and manage discomfort gently and naturally all around wins so awesome friends i can't recommend for you enough I think it's time to treat yourself to deeper, fuller pleasure and connection, both on your own and with your partner. And these products are your ticket to all of that. Foria is offering a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com forward slash modern mamas or use code modern mamas at checkout. That's F O R I A wellness.com forward slash modern mamas for 20% off your first order. Enjoy. You know, in regards to this particular question, she mentioned passion. And it's like, you wouldn't be passive about something that you're passionate about. Like, I I just don't, like, they don't mix. Like, if you were passive about it, I don't think you would necessarily be passionate about it anymore. I don't know. Maybe that's just, like, my viewpoint. But 
that was kind of a tangent. And another point to what you were saying, I think in recounting my path, what I really want to get across is that like, (laughs) it has taken a very, 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 very long time for me personally to get to where I am today. And I'm not saying where I am today is where like I always want to be, but it's where I need to be right now for this particular season. I talk about often about how I could add a ton more things onto my plate. I could chase down a lot of like financial opportunities. I could grow my income. I could do all these things. And the truth is we all ha- have those opportunities in front of us that present themselves. There's so many different ways out out there in today's like day and age to like make money. I mean, truly. And we are so intelligent. We're intelligent beings. Like we can learn anything. I could learn I could become the best food photographer in the world and like have, I really could. And I believe that because I feel like that's a skill that people can learn. But at the same time, like now is not the time for me to do that. It's again, that motherhood work, passion balance. I'm very much needed in this season to be as present as possible. And the season is fleeting. And that's what I have to remind myself too. Like I will not always be needed like this. And I like have goosebumps right now. I'm like on the verge of tears because sometimes I just, I forget that in the moment and it hurts my heart, but I do, but I do. I'm real. I'm human. And we're needed. I love that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I want to tattoo that on my forehead. <laughs> and we won't be needed. I mean, we. I, my hope is that we will be needed for, you know, in our children's lives, but like we won't be needed like this for this specific transition ever again. And, you know, unless we have more kiddos, but again, those will be unique individuals who have unique needs. But like for a little bit of perspective, like this is like one of my most challenging parenting times. And I've, I feel like I've been through a lot of parenting you know, challenges from like never sleeping, you know, to, you know, being in the NICU post delivery and postpartum depression, anxiety, and all these different things that are challenging. Yes. But as the motherhood, as your motherhood experience grows and your kids grow, I don't know, it, it, it becomes more complicated emotionally and mentally. And that for me is where I really feel the weight of what, how I'm responding in my presence, how important it is. So anyways, I think we've really just chatted in circles about it, but I think my kind of the long and short of it for me is if you have a passion, I think you can start today in working towards that passion. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be like, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow and then I'm going to do it. I think Truthfully, in my limited experience, there is some sacrifice required when you are balancing multiple like things that are important to you. So like t- looking back to those early years, it was like I had my full-time job, I had kids, and I was also pursuing this side passion. So what I sacrificed was a little bit of sleep. I sacrificed like Netflix and chill. I sacrificed Instagram scrolling. I sacrificed some weekend hours, like nap time hours when I could have been relaxing. So there's a cost there, I think. And if anyone has figured out how not to sacrifice things in the pursuit of multiple like goals, let me know. But I think it's just you have to be realistic with yourself, what you're willing to kind of rearrange, give up, work, you know, ask for support in, in order to start working towards those. But at the end of the day, I think you can start and it can be small. It can be, okay, I bought a URL for my blog that I want to start. And I posted my first blog post and who knows if it's just going to be my sister or my mom that's reading it. That's cool. Cause that was my experience first. And then, you know, you just make slow progress. I think people 
far, far. This was like a rant I went on on Instagram the other day. They people really undervalue the impact of showing up just a little bit every single day and moving the needle forward and how far that can get you in like a month or two months or six months or a year or five years. I never thought, I never wanted to be, to work for myself. I never had that idea until this kind of like seed was planted. And now I just can't believe it's my life. When I try and explain to people, when they ask me like, you know, other parents at school ask me what I do. I'm like, well... It's complicated. <laughs> like which one which one should I share with this person? Like I do so many different things. So all that to say kind of like what you were saying Laura, like I have so many of the things that I wished for 6 7 8 years ago. They're like actually here. So I I'm so glad you said that because you we don't often take time to like actually appreciate how much has changed and how much further we are to our goal, whatever that is. We just don't pause for it. I don't know. Ramble, rant, soapbox. Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> I love it. I feel like my big, I, you know, my big, Evie's listening to a podcast right now as I record and Indy's not sleeping anymore. Look at that. But my big, two big takeaways from this are like that concept of thinking about all the things that I wanted that I now have. And don't just like zoom past that to want more things and get to that next point, but like cherish those things. And then also the, like just your point about being needed, like that I'm just going to carry that with me this, the rest of this week and onwards, just like I'm needed in a way that I'll never be needed again. And to not, not forget that, you know, and, and not find it as like, oh gosh, I'm needed. You know, like there's this, we talk about like, oh, my baby's being really needy right now. It's like, well, you're there you know, and I'm not negating the fact that it can be hard and sometimes like frustrating and even annoying, you know, but how special to be needed that badly by someone who loves you in ways that like we can never even fully understand like that. What a, it's a, it's a gift, you know? So, and just a reminder that like things, it's multiple experiences and feel multiple feelings can be present at one time that like frustration and overwhelm and touched out, but then also like embracing the fact that you're needed in a way that's just really cool. So I guess those are my, those are my thoughts on that. I love it. Did we even answer the question? I hope this was helpful. (laughs) That's great. It's good timing too, because I've got someone about to, she's, we, we (laughs) put pillows up all around her and she's just hanging out for now, but who knows that baby monitor, didn't need one with Miss Evie girl, but we sure do with this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better go snatch her up before she I will. Takes this was really off. fun. Thank it was you. good. I'm glad we tackled it. I feel like it was needed as as usual. We feel like we're answering someone's question for them for their benefit, but usually it helps it's, us. It's, the reflection yeah. is everything. Totally. Totally, friend. Well, stay tuned. We're gonna this one's gonna launch when it's launching today. You're listening to it, and then <laughs> We're going to follow up next week with a catch up. I can't wait to hear about your camping stuff. I'm sure I'll chat about my, like, just everything that's been going on over here and it'll be good. Yeah. And Evie will be back at school and I'm going to be dabbling in homeschool. So lots to share. I'm excited about it. Cool. Can't wait to hear. All right. Love y'all. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time.